Hello everyone. Welcome to another week of Fueling Fridays. I'm so glad you're here and if you're new here, my name is Kendall. I'm so excited to chat with you. You can expect all things lifestyle, recovery, pop culture, and so much more. So grab a seat, get comfortable, and let's fuel your Fridays. So today we are going to be talking about hunger and in particular I want to talk about mental hunger because I think not a lot of people are super familiar with what that is and if you've ever had disordered eating or an eating disorder you have definitely had mental hunger whether you know what it is or not so if you haven't heard of it you're about to find out. So basically what mental hunger is it's when you think about food and you don't necessarily feel hungry. And usually it's like very persistent food thoughts. So it's not like you walk past a bakery and you see bread and you're like, oh, bread. It's, you're doing homework and the only thing you can think about is chips. And so the whole time you're doing homework, you're just thinking chips, 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 chips. And maybe you're hungry, your stomach isn't growling or you don't necessarily feel hungry, but that thought just won't go away. And I think oftentimes this manifests in either thinking about everything you've already eaten in the day or everything you're going to eat. So personally for me, I remember whenever I was still in like the depths of my eating disorder, I would be in class and I'd be sitting there thinking, okay, I had this for breakfast. I had this for snack and I'm going to eat this for lunch. And then I'm going to eat this for dinner. And Just the whole time I was in class, all I could think about was what I was going to eat. And I think another way of looking at this is what I would call like waiting hunger. Because at least for me, I used to think like, okay, I have to feel physically hungry before I could eat. So when I'm thinking of these foods, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait until I'm actually hungry. And then I'll eat this food that I'm thinking about. So let's say I'm thinking about cereal nonstop, but I don't like have that growling stomach or like, you know, just the typical hunger signals. So I might be telling myself, okay, whenever my stomach growls, that's when I'll have cereal. Or whenever I get really hungry, that's when I'm going to have cereal. But actually, you're hungry right then. It is not normal to think about food 24-7 all the time. So if you are, that means that you're restricting in some way and contrary to um, popular belief, you can be restricting even if you're quote eating enough because that has a lot to do with like orthorexia or even just any other disordered eating, especially if you have this belief, which orthorexia of only eating foods that you deem to be clean or pure or whatever standards you set for yourself. Because yeah, you might be eating all day long, but all day long you might be craving a cookie and like a regular cookie, not some paleo, whole 30, whatever cookie. That is still restriction. Even though you're not necessarily feeling hungry throughout the day or your body isn't being quote starved, that is restriction. Anytime you are not giving your body what it wants, 
it's restriction and I just think that needs to be normalized more like the understanding of that because so many people when they think eating disorders they think oh it means you're not eating that's restricting but no you can have eaten every single meal never skipped a meal never skipped a stack and still be heavily restricting and so that's really where I think mental hunger comes in is if especially if you're restricting these certain foods so that's like where the thoughts of the cookie won't go away because maybe you're not allowing yourself to have a cookie and I know this can be so frustrating to deal with especially whenever you start recovery you're just like why won't these food thoughts go away like I'm so tired of thinking about food and you think it's impossible to like never like not think about food 24 7 but I can promise you it is possible. I like basically never think about food anymore. I think about food like when I'm hungry or, you know, if I smell food or if I get a specific craving, of course, but I'm not just thinking about it like every second of every day anymore because I'm not restricting and my body's getting what it wants. So I'm hopefully going to teach you or not necessarily teach you, but tell you some ways that I've learned to honor it and just like how I worked through it. And I also want to talk just a little bit more about like changing hunger and appetites in recovery. So the very first thing I want to talk about is like how to like combat mental hunger. Like what do you do? Do you just, you know, hope it goes away? Well, no. I would say my number one tip and really the only thing you can do is to eat because the thoughts will not go away until you start eating. So like you can't just think, okay, well now I'm eating more food. So, you know, eventually these thoughts will go away. You need to be eating the foods that you're thinking about because that's your brain's way of telling you that it wants them. And also, like I said, just a little bit before, don't expect immediate change. Because it is going to take your body a while to start trusting you again. Because also a lot of times, mental hunger comes whenever you've ignored your physical hunger for a long time. And so your body is like desperate for food. So it's telling you, okay, you need to eat. You weren't listening three months ago when I started making your stomach growl. So now I'm going to try a different way. I'm not going to let you think about anything else until you feed me and continue to feed me. So maybe you've honored your hunger for two weeks. Well, your body still doesn't fully trust you yet. Like it's going to take a while for it to rebuild that trust that it can just give you normal hunger cues for you to eat. Especially if, you know, if you've spent so long ignoring those hunger cues, like how else would it know that you're going to trust it? And so I personally think once your body sees that, okay, you listen to these food thoughts, like whenever you think of food, not like eating disorder thoughts. I want to make that very clear. Like when you think of food and then you eat it, then your body's like, okay, you're listening to that form of hunger. So then I think after a while, it's like, okay, I think I can trust you again with physical hunger. Because even though like having physical hunger is like kind of like, you know, it gets your attention. I don't think anything gets your attention as much as mental hunger because if you've had it, you know, you literally cannot focus on anything else think about anything else. So your body will start to trust you in like the less intrusive way. And so it's like not going to just make you think about food 
all the time. And I know it can be really scary. And for me at the beginning, I felt like I was literally eating all day long because I was thinking about food so much. But that's totally normal, especially if you've been restricting. Your body is going to need more food than the normal human. I say normal, like there really isn't any normal. I think you know what I mean. Than the average eater, your body is going to need more food than what you needed before your ED. It's just going to need more. And so that kind of brings me on to my next point, which is like, how do you deal with changing hunger and appetites? Because especially if you've had an ED, you become so rigid in your food schedules, your routines, you're used to, okay, I eat this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner, and I have this snack and this snack and this snack. So then how do you go about whenever, you know, you start getting hungrier and you need more food than that? I think the very, very first thing you need to do is you need to make peace with the fact that your old eating habits were not healthy. Okay, your old eating habits were not healthy, so it is impossible for you to maintain those old habits and even begin to get healthy. So, like, you cannot keep those old habits and try to get healthy. Like, let that sink in. You cannot expect to eat the exact same way you're eating before and maybe just throw in a new fear food here and there, and then, like, your appetite's fixed or your, you know, your relationship with food, I should say. No, you need to accept like, okay, my old appetite was not healthy, so I'm going to have a big appetite, a bigger appetite. And when I do, that means it's because I'm healing. My body is healing. My relationship with food is healing. So I personally just think at the, like, as soon as possible, you just need to like realize how the thing, how things were is not how things are going to continue to be. I can no longer expect to have that size of a snack that size of a snack, you know, it didn't fulfill me and, you know, it's not going to anymore. And I think sometimes also in your ED, like certain meals, you think they'll satisfy you at the time, like whenever you're really restricting. But then once you really start like expanding like your food palette more and like actually allowing your appetite to be where it's naturally at, you'll realize that like that was not enough food at all. Because so often your body will get like almost used to that little amount of food. So like maybe when you were sick, you used to eat the certain meal. And after the certain meal, you didn't feel like super hungry afterwards. Well, it's like, okay, now I couldn't even eat that meal as a snack without still being starving. You know, because like now your body's healing, if that makes sense at all. So very that's how I kind of made peace with like, my changing hunger and appetites and then I also for me personally whenever I first started recovery I didn't always have an appetite and so I wasn't always like hungry and so I think that can be really hard to navigate but coming back to mental hunger I think one of the first things you need to like ask yourself is okay is there some mental hunger here and am I ignoring it Because if so, then yes, I actually am hungry. It's just not physical hunger. Because I think a lot of times there is mental hunger there. You know, it's not just, oh, I'm not hungry. Like, 
you probably are. So I would say check in with yourself, check in with that. Like just try to do a little scan. Am I thinking about food? Have I been thinking about food like lately? Then yes, I'm hungry. Well, even if you do that little scan and you didn't, you don't think you have mental hunger, you still have to have a consistent eating schedule. Like we need to get our hunger back to normal. And so you got to have that consistent eating schedule. Your hunger cues are all sorts of messed up from any restrictive eating. So you just can't trust them. You cannot rely on them. Like, I know I say, like, listen to your body and all of that. But at the beginning of recovery, you cannot listen to your body because, like, you've messed up your body's, like, perspective of things. And so sometimes you have to fill in for it, like, whenever it's not giving you those cues. So I say, like, this is, like, especially important in the beginning. Like, three meals and three snacks are, like, non-negotiables. Always, always, always. So, like, you know your body is sick. You know your mind is sick. So you you need to give it that food. And I think sometimes I would think, like, oh, well, you know, I, I've just never, like, needed a snack between, you know, say, breakfast and lunch. It's like, I'm just not hungry for one. I don't need it. Well, it's like, do I actually not need it? Or did my eating disorder like condition me into thinking that I didn't need that snack? And so now it's just such a habit. I don't think I need it. So I would still have a snack every day between lunch and breakfast, no matter how unhungry I was. Or if I still felt full from breakfast, I knew it was the only way, you know, to get my appetite back to normal. Cause I knew my appetite wasn't back to normal. And now I can't imagine like going without that snack. Like I'm hungry for it. So it's, I think it's just like kind of funny how, you know, maybe at the very beginning of my recovery, I felt like I was almost having to like force like a morning snack. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm still full from breakfast. But now that like my appetite's healed, I'm just like, uh, yeah, I need a morning snack. Like, give me that. I don't know how I ever went without it. Do you know what I mean? And I promise you that like your quote, normal hunger, it will come back. It will adjust. But that is not something to be afraid of. I know for some people, maybe this isn't new, but maybe it is. It can be scary to think like, oh my goodness, like I'm going to have a normal appetite again. Like I'm going to be like so hungry and I'm going to need all this food and all these meals. No, that is nothing to be afraid of. That means your body is able to digest food it's able to metabolize it. Like, if you're not hungry, that means something's wrong. Like, bodies are meant to get hungry. We're meant to need food. And so, just not being hungry isn't something, like, to be proud of. That doesn't mean that you're healthy at all. So, I just think having hunger isn't something to be afraid of. I know, for me, I was really scared of, like, how my appetite was going to change and, you know, maybe, like, extreme hunger which I did have for a little bit and I could maybe do like a whole separate episode on this because I kind of want this one just to be a little more focused on mental hunger and just a little bit of like your changing appetites but there would literally be days where I would just like just like could not stop eating spoonfuls and spoonfuls of peanut butter just because I was so hungry and I just like needed 
something to satisfy me and peanut butter would work. (laughs) And so I, sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but to bring it back, I just wanted to say again, just because you're eating like a little bit bigger meals or you're challenging a few fear foods here and there, that does not exempt you from all your meals and snacks. So you can't be like, oh, well, you know, I had a muffin today for breakfast, so I don't need a snack between breakfast and lunch. No, that doesn't count. That's still disordered eating, just in a different version of it. Like, you have to be consistent with it. You have to have your meals and snacks, no matter what your meals and snacks are. Do you know what I mean? And again, especially, especially at the beginning of your recovery, even if you don't feel hungry, like I literally cannot stress this enough, your appetite cannot be trusted in the beginning. You have messed it up. You've messed up your hunger cues. So just saying you're not hungry is BS. Like, I'm sorry, but it is. Your body might not be feel hungry, but you need the food. You need it. I also think with this that you can't just eat bigger meals of your safe foods. Like, just because you're eating more of your safe food doesn't mean you're not restricting and your mental hunger isn't going to go away if you're still mentally restricting. Because again, like I said earlier, mentally restricting is when you're still eating food, you're getting in a decent amount of food, but it's just not the food that your body is craving and wanting. And I think at the beginning, it is totally normal if you literally feel like you're eating all day long. If you think about, oh, I want pretzels, go grab a handful of pretzels. If you're just thinking in your brain, like apple, eat an apple. And you just like have to do that until your body begins to trust you. And then all those food stops, food thoughts will stop. And I guess this kind of brings me into a separate tangent, which is um, like posting or recording like what I eat in a days in recovery. Because if you follow me on TikTok, you'd see that I post like what I eat in a days pretty much every day. But you have to understand I'm a year, a little over a year into recovery. So for me, it doesn't feel like, you know, a challenge, I guess, to do that. But at the beginning of my recovery, especially during like maybe my extreme hunger days, it would have been impossible for me to record everything. Like I know I would not have been able to do it because A, I was always just like going to the pantry and grabbing like random handfuls of this, random handfuls of that, going to the fridge and grabbing something. So I know I would not have like been able to get my phone out every time. And then I also think if I like did that and then watching it back could have been really hard for me in the moment. Like I think there it would have been easier for me to find like judgment for myself and be like, oh, why did I do that? And you know, just like kind of as a way to like keep almost like a little like food record for myself so I can be like okay you did you did good this day if that makes sense at all so like if you can record what I eat in a days or if you can make those in the beginning of your recovery that's awesome great for you but I think it's just kind of important to check to see like is this holding me back at all in my recovery because it for sure would have held me back I would not have been able to eat half the foods that I did 
because if I would have watched, say, yesterday's what I eat in a day, and I saw, okay, I had this dessert, and then I had cake, then I'm just going to keep thinking about it, and then the next day I'm not going to have it. Where if you're not recording your food, it's a lot easier to, like, forget what you ate. And I think especially in the beginning of your recovery, it can be, like, kind of helpful to forget what you ate. And I also think in recovery, it's just good to not keep track of what you ate at all. I know in the beginning, sometimes I would catch myself being like, okay, I had this for breakfast. I had this for snack. No, you got to stop yourself in the tracks. Like, don't think that. Because whether you think it or not, you're most likely like trying to decide like how you can eat the rest of the day. You know, I, I always use a muffin, for example, for some reason as an example. But if you're like, okay, I, I had, you know, a muffin for breakfast earlier, then, you know, I'm not going to eat like this certain food with lunch or, you know, I'm not going to eat this certain dessert later. Versus if you just like, don't keep going back to everything that you've eaten in the day. You know, you might have forgotten that you ate that muffin earlier today. So then you might, you know, eat a slice of cake for dessert. But if you're recording it all and, you know, you're going back and watching it and editing editing it, then you're going to see like, oh, shoot, like, I forgot I had that muffin. I don't want, like, I'm, I'm not going to have cake now. I already had a muffin. Like, that was my one fear food challenge of the day. No, don't do that. So basically that to say, I just think be really careful if you want to record what I eat in a day's. And if you are going to record them, if you record them on a day where you struggled or didn't do well, just don't post them. Like, I think sometimes when people post them when they didn't, like, have the best day and, you know, there's like, I didn't do great today, but I'm going to try harder tomorrow. Just don't post it. Like, if you know you didn't do well, then keep it in your drafts. Actually, no, don't keep it in your drafts. Delete it because you don't need to go back and watch it. So posting it is going to be harmful for others and harmful for yourself because you're going to go back and see like, oh, wow, I ate so little that day. Like I could eat little again today and, you know, that amount's good enough for me. So if you feel like you're having to give a disclaimer of, I'm sorry, guys, like, you know, I didn't do that great today. I'll eat more tomorrow. Delete it. Like literally delete it from your phone. It's triggering for other people to see and it's triggering for yourself. So, like, why would you put yourself through that? And, like, I'm sure you probably get frustrated if other people trigger you. And it's, like, obviously you can't be responsible for everyone's triggers. But if you're just, like, posting something that's, like, so blatantly, like, you know what you're doing. It's frustrating to see that, like, when someone else posts that. So you don't ever want to be that person for someone else. And I think that's kind of like a problem that I would say I have with what I eat in a day sometimes is that I think people want to share like, oh, like it's okay to struggle. Like I had a bad day today. Well, I think you can say that without showing it. I also think, you know, that can cause a lot of comparison. You know, if someone is saying like, oh, you know, I really struggled with this meal today. Like, I felt so guilty after it. You know, if you're watching this, someone else posted that and you're watching it. And if you're thinking like, oh my gosh, like, 
you felt so guilty over that meal and my meal was twice the size of that. Like, why? maybe I need to feel guilty about it. So I just feel like, I honestly, I don't know why I went off on this tangent about what I eat in a days, but it just kind of came to mind. So sorry about that. I swear one day I'm going to be able to like be on topic with this and, you know, have a nice structured organized, but you know, today is not that day. So let's tie it all back to mental hunger again. It is not normal to think about food 24-7. It does not mean you're a foodie or, oh, I just love food so much. No. No one with a healthy relationship with food thinks about food 24-7. Like, period. End of story. If you feel called out, you're restricting. Like, you just... Mental hunger does not come unless you were hungry or you've, you know, continuously been hungry. I think another way to, like... Something else that it's similar to is if you think, like, someone is knocking at your door, okay? And this someone is hunger. And this is physical hunger. You know, they're knocking. They're trying to tell you you're hungry. They keep knocking. They keep knocking. They keep knocking. Okay. Well, what if you never answer the door? Do you think they're going to keep knocking, like, after, you know, after three days of knocking or whatever it is and you're not answering, you know, in the full way. Maybe you just crack the door and just like, okay, I'm just going to throw a little food at you. Now stop. But you're not like fully letting them into your house, giving them a feast, you know, feeding them. Then they're going to find a different way to let you know that they're hungry. Because your body, like it needs food to survive. So, you know, maybe it'll, this hunger is just going to let itself into your house and it's going to, you know, just make a seat at your coffee table and just sit there until you notice it. Because that's like how mental hunger is. It is just in your brain until you notice it and then do something about it. And I also like, I think back on this is I think this like can relate back to the days like long ago, you know, whenever people were like more nomads and, you know, they're traveling from place to place. If you were super hungry, giving your body like physical hunger cues requires more energy and more calories than like mentally telling yourself that you're hungry. And so your body is literally trying to preserve every single ounce of energy it can while you're making this long trip, but it doesn't want you to forget that you're hungry, you know, cause you'll die if you don't eat. So it's not just going to be like, okay, well, you know, having a growling stomach is using too much of this energy we don't have. So you're just not going to be hungry. No, you're just going to think about food the whole time that you're traveling so that you don't forget to eat, you know, whenever you get there. I know I said earlier that, like, you can't always trust your body, but your bodies are so smart. I guess I should rephrase that. Once you have worked to healing your body, you can trust it. Like, once your body is healed, I would say, you know, trust your hunger, listen to it, whatever, But in the beginning, don't listen to it because also a lot of times it is ED influenced, whether you think so or not. So like I said before, a lot of times that, oh, I'm not hungry for a snack before dinner is your ED has convinced you, you know, month after month after month to believe that. And so now you really think, oh yeah, I'm not hungry, you know, before dinner, after lunch. 
But then after, you know, you basically like make yourself eat that snack for long enough, then eventually you're going to be like, oh man, like I need this snack. Like, I don't know how I went without it. And again, that's where healing of your body comes from because you cannot keep doing the same things that you were doing when you were sick and then expect yourself to just get better. Like, again, you cannot change without change. So stop doing the same things and expecting new results. And I think something I kind of just want to end this on is that recovery means that you are making hard choices. You know, you're having to actively go against what that little voice in your brain is telling you. And that also means making that hard choice, having that snack, that meal, whatever, making that healing choice, even whenever hunger is not present. You cannot rely fully on hunger to heal. So you have to make that decision that you are going to heal your body, you are going to recover, whether your hunger is there or not. If it's not, you're going to give yourself food. And if it is there, you're going to eat to the quantity that your body wants the food that it wants, and whatever else. You're not going to, you know, eat a cookie, but in your head you want three cookies. And you're just like, oh, well, you know, I challenged myself. Good, like I had a cookie. That's restricting. If you want three cookies, eat your three cookies. Like, I promise everything will be fine. Everything will work itself out. Things are not going to be like this forever. You're not always going to think about food all the time. But the only way out is through. If you don't start honoring that mental hunger and, you know, giving your body, like, actual substance and food, then I promise it will not go away. I think I'm pretty much just going to wrap it up here for today. I know I've rambled a lot and I'm sorry, I really don't feel like I did that great of a job explaining this, but... If you thought I did, then please let me know because I would like to know that I kind of got my point across. And as always, if you liked this, please leave a rating and a review would be really helpful because, you know, it helps recommend it to other people and get it out there. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at fueling.good, but with zeros instead of O's. And on TikTok at fuelingken. I love y'all very much. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. And if you're here from the beginning, I really appreciate you. I know that this has kind of had a rough start with being just a little bit all over the place. But I appreciate y'all. And I hope I've helped fuel your Fridays. Bye.